0: And we're back with another episode of In a Horror Trust. What's your favorite scary
1: movie? So welcome back to our episode of Women in Horror. In this segment, what we wanted to call part two, we are going to discuss some of our beloved horror films where we believe women in horror play an important role in these films and are kind of the driving force of these films. So whether they're actresses, whether they're, you know, in some sort of other role with the film department or anything in, of, and in between, we just, we really love these movies. And so we're going to start with It Follows. And I think the point that we want to focus on this film the most is its premise and how that deals with the relationships that women have with themselves, with their friends, and with a potential lover.
0: Yeah, it follows. (laughs) (laughs) So a very, very brief synopsis of this film At its surface level is a young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. So the main protagonist or the main woman in this film is Jay. Yeah, the film starts with her going out with a guy. um, I think his name is Hugh. And they park somewhere deserted and start making out. And then it leads to consensual sex. But then, out of nowhere, Hugh pulls out a rag and chloroforms her. And I don't know. I don't remember if it shows explicitly,
1: but she wakes up in a in yes. in an abandoned parking lot, tied to a chair. Yes, yeah. And
0: then,
1: and she's in her bra and underwear still. Yeah, yeah. And then Hugh begins to rant on mm-hmm. about why he has her there. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a few years since I've seen It Follows. She's kind of going in and out, not really, like, uh, focusing on what he's saying, because she can't believe this is what's happening to her in that moment. And then she finally starts paying attention to what he's saying. But obviously, it sounds like he's a madman. Like, she doesn't, she's not coherently able to process, like, What he's saying to her, it doesn't make sense to her because it's so fucking out of this world. It's just like, what?
0: He basically just says that he's had to pass this on to her.
1: Yeah, and he then tries to explain to her the method in which she has to go about getting rid of this and passing it along to someone else. And what it turns out to be is just some supernatural
0: force that is
1: constantly following her. Yes. And if it catches up to her, then it kills her and it goes to the person that it was following (laughs) before her.
0: And am I wrong, but does it disguise itself as people or just random passers? It can
1: be anything, essentially. But I think Hughes states that it can take the form of people that you love and trust in order to get to you quicker. Because you never know who it's going to be. There's just little things that I think he specifically states to her to watch out for. And that's when you know it will be there. Yeah. Yeah. And mind you, they don't give a name to this. It's just called The It, essentially. He refers to it as It. Like, there's no real title for it. Right.
0: And basically what we wanted to get into about this film uh, and why we like it so much was... um the subversion of the surface like appearance of what it was about yes when it came out a lot of people had this idea that it was just about stds that it was just metaphorical for stds or maybe not even metaphorical like (laughs) and so actually it is about sexual assault yeah and and trauma trauma and yeah being a surviving victim of sexual assault as a woman Mm -hmm. um there is a Really good, bloody, disgusting article all about this that I encourage you to read. Yes, by. please do.
1: It's very smart.
0: Yeah, it's by Brendan Morrow. Um, and it's it's called It Follows is Not About STDs. It's about sexual assault.
1: And I mean, yeah, I mean, trauma can be passed down just as easily as an STD. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it was kind of the perfect surface level metaphor that they could make Yeah. for trauma. Yeah.
0: Yeah, basically this film and as you see Jay throughout it and dealing with this supernatural force that's after her, you really see the connections between a surviving victim of sexual assault and the stigmatization of being a victim of this.
1: Yeah, well, I think the whole idea of Jay going through this trauma is very representative representative in this film because trauma in often cases can be invisible to anybody else that experienced them. Yeah, exactly. So I think her friend's not seeing it. I think her friend's not understanding, thinking that she's going crazy, kind of like... Assuming that this is all playing in her head is because that's what trauma and abuse victims feel. Yeah,
0: Especially, specifically, abuse victims yeah. and rape victims. Yeah. You know, it's usually either said it's their fault. Yeah. Like, somehow they got themselves in the situation. Um, and, yeah, it's just not taken seriously. Or it's seriously. just not
1: spoken of, period. Yeah. just and ignore it's it. Brush it of the rug. It's a battle that somebody de- deals with internally yes so i i just think nobody else yeah nobody else seeing this quote-unquote monster but the person dealing with it in this case jay is like very indicative of that and then not just that but it kind of represents the passing down of it because hugh like we don't know hugh's story it's invisible to us as the viewer so it just kind of perpetuates that idea of trauma not necessarily being able to like nobody's able to tell that you've been through trauma without delving deeper and speaking to you so i just think it's a very clever way of you know yeah kind of putting it all together and especially
0: how they visually show this and the the inner turmoil and Mm -hmm. there's shots of her staring in the bathroom mirror just looking at her body like undressed examining her body picking
1: it apart um, and not just that, too, but there are moments when Jay is completely normal. She's hanging yeah. out with her friends and she's having yeah. a good time, which is, again, a repre- representation of how trauma kind of comes to fruition in a person. Like, there's not, it's not going to be 20, 24-7 moments of being upset and not, and, like, just being completely tormented. Like, yeah, there are going to be days that you can pull yourself together yeah. and, you know, show as this, like, presenting person. Um, that you're totally fine, you're okay, you're just another one of the group. But, like, as that kind of facade seems to unravel, the more intense the trauma comes back for her, I, I feel like you start to see her unravel more on the screen. And I think that's even a, maybe a little bit more of a deeper um, kind of connection with trauma, that the more she tries to force it down and act like everything is fine and nothing's after her, the worse it gets yeah. through the movie. Yeah, yeah. And the more aggressive it is, the less heads-on confrontational she is with it. Yeah. So
0: And also just speaking in general on a woman's experience and being a sexual assault survivor, um, just there's a contrast of imagery of her like in her swimming pool and her two younger neighbors, these boys are watching her and obviously looking at her body and everything. Um and before she, it was something she could ignore. But after her encounter, yes, um, and she's in the pool. Like it feels more like an immediate threat when she's in this position. And she feels more vulnerable, and her body's exposed. And just after that encounter, you know, the trauma. Like it just gives us stark contrast from both scenes. Because yeah, again, it was something she could ignore. And a lot of women have to ignore this in everyday life, you know, that kind of gaze on you and you know, um, but then it after a traumatic experience, it contrasts to her in the pool and immediately she gets out. Just the whole
1: movie was a very creative way Mm -hmm. to get that get this across. And then not just that too, but I think that the actress who plays Jay did like a phenomenal job in this role. I think she was really believable as this girl who was going through like a really horrific point in her life Mm -hmm. and then her supporting female friends too like they may not be perfect but they still help her try to figure this out which I think is really redeeming and it says a lot about like female relationships with one another in a film such as horror or in films such as horror when often those friendships are not really explored
0: yeah, so. which we'll get into Jennifer's
1: body, but yes. that was a big thing in Jennifer's yeah. body.
0: The ending and conclusion to this film itself also is very, I think, realistic. And I really, I guess, appreciated that, was basically, there is no clear resolution or lesson to be learned from all of this, but Jay is able to open up and trust someone, which Paul, she's, she's like holding hands at the end of the film, and I think, I don't know if he is willing to share the burden
1: is what Brandon
0: says in his article.
1: I, I believe so. Because throughout the film, he was so willing to give himself up um, to, to be the next person in line to have to chase or to run away yeah. from it. So that's a really clear representation that he's willing to like throw his all yeah. to her. For her to trust him and for for her to open up to him Mm -hmm. at her own pace. Because he keeps asking her and she says no and he doesn't hold that against her. Yeah.
0: And I like that, at least, you know, in regards to this entity, you know, it's not like, which is embodying of this trauma that's following her. Um, There is no, you know, no clear, straight way to fix it, you you know. It's something that will stay with you. Uh But you... (laughs) You learn to move forward within yourself and, yeah, open yourself up again and, you know, as slowly as you need to. But um, I liked, I really liked the ending and
1: just, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it by now. But if
0: you haven't seen yeah,
1: it, definitely, <laughs> it Yeah, do it. It's good. It's really fun. And I'm sure you can find it free on any of the streaming services. I will say, I saw that film in theaters and it freaked me out. Yeah, like just as the way that a horror film functions, I remember that scene when all of her friends were sitting on the beach, yes. and the one girl just got yanked up by her hair. Scared the crap out of me. Nice. Yeah. It just it terrified me. This movie was creepy. Yeah. And it was something very different and unique. And I just love that it kind of pulled from strong female figures too.
0: A recent film that basically just came out that was also very good in its portrayal of the female experience. Um and its horrors. No. Uh was fresh. Oh fresh on my Hulu. goodness. Yes. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh on Hulu. Fresh on um, Hulu. So spoiler spoiler alert since it's a very new movie. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. The main character Noah. Yes. Um is having trouble with her dating life and going through the throngs of online dating and meaning just the douchiest Oh my goodness, <laughs> that guys.
1: first date oh that goodness. she went on.
0: Oh, <laughs> The audacity of him. You should try wearing a dress. <laughs> yeah! I
1: don't know oh why girls have to him. wear such baggy clothes these days.
0: And then she meets Sebastian Stan, his name's Steven in the film, and he's very charming, very attractive, and he's talking a lot more different than... The guy she's used to hearing from. Oh, he was Charms so
1: smooth. Yeah, he was, was smooth. so smooth. Just
0: that silly, like, huh. oh, I'm bad at at hitting on people, Yeah, but it's
1: cute. It, it was cheesy, but it was very smooth in comparison to the previous guys that she's been dating, so he stuck out. And
0: so, you know, they kind of hit it off. She gives him his number, and they go on a couple more dates, and they're very...
1: I nice mean, they're very nice days. yeah he's, he's hitting, hitting
0: it off bar. just you know matching the same sense of humor and yeah. kind of being silly and like not taking herself too
1: seriously and you can tell that she's slowly like falling for this dude she's like holy shit how did this happen like yeah. this dude's perfect
0: and then he invites her on a trip and yes. she's That's telling her best friend this and her best friend immediately is like no red flags. red flag he doesn't everyone. have social media yep. That's weird. (laughs) And uh he invites her on a trip and he says it's a surprise, the location, which you know, to any friend when they hear (laughs) when they hear that their friend's going on this date, that's a surprise with the guy they just met like a week ago. Obvious red flags. Yeah. That's what kind of stuck out to me is like, this is so funny how obvious this seems like a bad idea and like, but you know
1: what? (laughs) I feel like it's like watching it as an outsider like yeah. it's obvious red flags but I feel like if you were in, in the position moment, of yeah. Noah yeah. if this sweet charming guy came into your life swept you so off of your feet like yeah. after you've just been dating loser after loser it would be hard not to get caught up in that like that, that feeling and to not yeah. drop your guard in the way that Noah did
0: I think we all either have or know someone who has had that moment where they just kind of
1: you know, with throw it, regard, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, disregard in the wind, and they're yeah. just like, "Fuck it, let's do it."
0: Yeah. So he takes her on this trip. He takes her to his place first before
1: he made some sort of excuse why he did it too. Yeah, he's
0: like, "Oh, we have to stop at my place first. The hotel, like, we can't get to the hotel until tomorrow or some shit." Yeah. Um. So they go to his place. There's um, no Wi-Fi. Since. Yeah, no Wi-Fi. So all the red flags start popping yep. off. And then they have drinks. He makes her a drink, like first thing when he gets
1: there. Okay, I wanted to ask you this. Did you notice how cleverly he got her to sip on this drink that we all knew he drugged? Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? No, no, no. So either. he kept saying to her, "Oh, I made this drink a little different." Yeah. Can you can you tell me what 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 you taste? Yeah. And so because he said that. She took yeah. another sip. Right. And He's then like, this she was my version of an old-fashioned yeah. thing. Yeah. And then she would guess the note and he'd be like, no, not quite. And she would take another sip.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. <gasps> Give me the chills <laughs> watching it. I was like, no, yeah, girl, what are you dude. doing? Put down the glass.
0: Yeah. And as suspected, vision starts getting blurry. She passes out, wakes up in a confined room chained to the floor. Oh yeah and
1: this poor girl yeah
0: she thinks it's a joke and then obviously reality realization and sets in and...
1: i think one of the scariest moments to being a woman mm-hmm. is the first thing that comes out of her mouth is are you going to rate me yeah yeah that, and that, that just was... like hit me in the yes. gut i was like because that's that's every female's yes. worst nightmare yes. is to but like tr- put trust, trust in a random male well, or, not even yeah. random. It's somebody that you have gotten to know and then to have that like that trust like literally ripped away from you and to fear that they're going to repeatedly violate you. Yeah. Like that was so scary. And then for him to have the audacity like I'm not yeah. gonna rape you. Yeah. I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's basically just using her
1: He's gonna fucking eat her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, when we first saw it. Uh, we did think that that he was just a cannibal, you know, because he said like, "Oh, I don't eat animals." Oh he yeah, said, I don't eat
1: animals. But the right way here. that he said it too was really weird. Like yeah. it was most people who like they tell you that they're a vegetarian or vegan, they go, "Oh, I don't eat meat." Yeah. But the fact that he yeah, exactly. specifically stated, "I don't eat animals," yes. was very weird. <laughs> yeah, Adam.
0: Yeah, Adam caught on to that real quick. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> But we just kind of thought, oh, he's like gonna turn to be just a cannibal, you know, yeah. to people. But there's more to it than that. Yes. Um, he's running a whole fucking black market of selling women's meat, specifically yeah. women's meat, because apparently
1: it's so tastier to these tastier. fucking psychos. Yeah,
0: he had there's this little community that of men of rich ass men. Steven is like he's a plastic surgeon. Yes. Um Anyway, so he has the expertise of uh,
1: stripping
0: their meat um, from, you know, their he'll body. take them limb yeah. or par- body part at a time. So,
1: yeah, essentially he's just keeping them caged up so yeah. he could slowly take pieces of their body off of them.
0: And it's, he needs it fresh.
1: And he needs it fresh, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> fresh. Is it rotten tomatoes fresh? <laughs> fresh. <laughs>
0: Um and okay and then she finds out that there are a couple more women yeah. in rooms next, next to her to that them. are also chained up and have been there for a little bit longer further down the line um her friend starts looking for her Steven's been texting her on
1: on Noah's phone, phone.
0: yeah and then she like what, her name was Molly I Molly yeah. yeah and Molly picks out a certain text she just knows that it's not her yeah. her texting and she goes deep into investigation mode, like, honestly, well, maybe with the exception of you, but yeah. honestly, I'm like, I don't know if my friends would catch on to this so fast and, like, yeah, put that much effort into living, Uh besides think... sharing a social media page.
1: <laughs> but I honestly think that, like, well, I mean, you can say that now, but I feel like anybody who has met a person so quickly and is moving so quickly, yeah. without like yeah too much in information it was it would in today's day and age I feel like you would start asking questions yeah and then specifically yeah. with Chris and I I think we both have seen too many horror movies Unless to know it's how many true crime. I know <laughs> to know how that pans out so if that were ever to happen to either one of us yeah um we would be like I <laughs> wish she does end up finding
0: Steven's wife in his home
1: oh yeah and
0: you know starts asking questions the wife denies it and then stephen comes home he denies it and then as she's about to leave and then the fucking wife knocks her out that was interesting learning more about the wife and seeing that she was missing a leg and so she was yeah. one of his victims too before yeah but sh- he liked her enough to keep her as his wife and help out on the operation i was kind of curious about her motivation. i was too you know, like i
1: kind of i i Stockholm syndrome broken on the two because I would have loved to know a little bit more yeah. about her but I think that we don't know enough about her is kind of yeah. creepy Yeah. You know but it's wild to think that you would start in a position of where Noah is and then get to the point where his wife was
0: yeah like
1: it that's wild I feel
0: like also leaving out the information lets us accept the fact more that mm-hmm. she's bad now yeah. Like there's she can't go back from this yeah. so fuck her yeah <laughs> Basically, oh, uh, Noah gets those magazines and she sees a note written in the magazine from a previous victim saying, oh, if you're yeah. reading this he, then likes, he you. likes you, Yeah,
1: use it. Yeah, which is what fueled yeah. Noah to keep, you know. Oh, it. Um, so it was really interesting to see how Noah then used her charm yes. in order to kind of keep Stephen from like guessing her true motives.
0: Yeah. But she was like totally playing into all of yeah, his, his, likes. his likes. Yeah.
1: And... So essentially she like kind of tricks him into believing that like she's interested in what okay. he's doing. Yeah. And then this giant crescendo of an ending where um she's Noah like, finally breaks free after seducing him. And then by
0: what should, should, oh, I say should, I mean? should we say, should we say it? it?
1: Should we say it? Do it, do it, do it, do it.
0: By biting his
1: dick off. <laughs>
0: She just went nom nom nom. Yeah, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, Jeremy. He he ate her. I wonder if he did. I don't. I mean, he cut off her butt. The last act of the film is basically she fights back as hard as she possibly can, and using wits throughout the movie, she had been trying to be smart and collect all this information about the house, the layout, all that. But anyway, she gets. She gets Penny out and Molly out, and they all just take him on. Oh, also, another interesting point was um, Molly's ex.
1: Oh, yeah. She,
0: she lets him know where she's going or, like, gives him his, her location. It's like, if if Very you don't smart. hear from me, please, like,
1: yeah. you know, it, let know. Yeah, on. I think, like, in Look the text, it. what she said was, like, if shit goes down, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And it was... Very, very smart, all Molly's part. Yeah. to, to kind of leave little breadcrumbs. Right, and he. But he shows up, and he was like, he hears gunshots, gunshots. and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm not gonna uh uh-uh, uh uh." Yeah, which was yeah.
0: great because you know it's interesting because you like, oh yeah, like he's gonna he's save, gonna come in and save them. them. But then it's but no. just a a beautiful turning point and like. Of just, just a change, yeah. You know, of women just
1: yeah, saving they, themselves, yeah, like so. they don't need the help of a man to get out of this situation, yeah. They do it themselves, they
0: do it themselves without the car, without, yeah, just,
1: just them together. Pure will and working together, yeah,
0: and especially Molly and Noah together, yeah. Like,
1: and it just shows like the bond of their friendship and how deep their friendship runs, and like what they're willing to do for one another, yeah,
0: yeah. And I love the part. When they finally, like, just got out of it, when they're just exasperated against the tree. And, yeah. And Noah's like, I fucking love you, Molly. I know. <laughs> like, it's so
1: cute. I love yeah. that.
0: The way they used images of the meat. Yeah. Of the one's meat and processing it, grinding it. It was so close up and gross. Ugh, and The, the sound yeah. and everything. And then the clients, the rich men... <laughs> unboxing it the way that they ate and they wanted a token how sick was that they wanted tokens they wanted a piece of hair and a picture of the woman not just that,
1: but it was a piece of hair a picture and then a piece of clothing
0: yeah like that and it was like their lingerie
1: which was like undergarments it was so creepy. it was so creepy crawling um, and then they would show photos then, of the way that these men were eating, yes. and it was like just grotesque.
0: Yeah, and it, it was such a grotesque way, and also a way to show kind of like, you know, just men's constantly devouring of yeah. lim- women's bodies. Yeah, like figuratively too, you know, Absolutely. just sexually, and <laughs> you still you still got the same revolting you know effect without having the show you yeah. know it, it, it was just fucked up in a more creative way of showing it and, and just the idea of yeah I director Mimi Cave and the writer was Lauren Kahn
1: and Very I love I love too that like even though this was a story about like love gone wrong mm-hmm. at its heart and at its core it spoke about a relationship that two women had yes. with, with one another yes. and I think that's brilliant.
0: Just, I'm now looking back, I kind of noticed that the parts that they would show, obviously he had a whole freezer full of different body parts, yes. but like the parts that kind of focused on were more of the sexualized parts of women's Absolutely, bodies. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Like he the torsos, the, boobs, the chest. They got, yeah.
0: he got Molly's boobs, Noah's ass, yes. the leg, a lot of the mm-hmm. leg, you know, there's a lot of like,
1: yeah, ooh, women's legs. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really interesting because I didn't really think of that. I just was like, in the moment of watching Mm -hmm. it, I was just looking at it as body parts. But now that you explain it, it kind of furthers that whole point of like men devouring women. Yeah. Yeah. Women's bodies. But yeah, it was
0: a nice surprise. It was a
1: really, really cool, refreshing movie to see. Yeah. (laughs) Fresh. Refreshing. Okay. So, one of my all time favorite horror movies that depict, like, that is not only female-led, but depicts incredibly powerful women, is The Descent.
0: Oh, my God. That yeah. movie
1: does not only portray a group of women so perfectly, and, like, the dynamics of friendships yes. and trauma, mm-hmm. and just what can happen when your friendship group kind of literally crumbles in front of your eyes it's put in
0: a hellish situation yes <laughs>
1: but it is one of the scariest oh movies God, so fucking scary it i just, was so Uh creeped out i did not i i, I don't want to <laughs> do not want to go what is uh, the word spelunking yeah, yeah yeah no no thank you <laughs> what a word <laughs> but I just like it, it's so multifaceted mm-hmm. because it not only addresses you know the trauma of you know the main female protagonist losing her child and losing her husband yeah. but it also puts you in a situation of what do you do when you, when you you become estranged from your friends you go on a trip with them and then you are stuck with these people to face your deepest darkest fears of being trapped underground with no way out and you have to work together in order to literally be free yeah and it's just it's it's so claustrophobic, too. Oh, it's so claustrophobic. And it's just like, I feel like it heightens kind of that dynamic that you would have with your friends. Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting. very interesting.
0: Yeah. And how it was supposed to be a bonding experience, you know, like the first big kind of
1: girls. Outing. Training. God, that movie was so good.
0: A bloodbath, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> but literal bloodbath. And the, that, the creature like, designs are. Oh, chef's kiss. But yeah, that that moment in that film where um, one of the characters is coming out of that pool of blood. Oh, God. Well, forever. That was the,
0: yeah, the lead character. Yeah. Will forever be
1: marked, like, in my mind. It was so brutal.
0: It's interesting when, yeah, when the relationships start crumbling. And uh, Juno, I think it is. Yeah, Juno. Accidentally kills one of the (sighs) other friends. So
1: heartbreaking.
0: And it was an accident. But then she tries to hide it and, and like, act like nothing happened, you know? Which is devastating for a friend group. Yeah, that was just interesting. And how you're, you know, put up against these monsters and yet one of your friends
1: kind of... Becomes one.
0: Yeah, Yeah. becomes one in that situation. It's like, you know, what What do do people do do, and who do they become in this...
1: Incredibly powerful (laughs) powerful portrayal of a group of women. Like yeah. it was it was so the resourcefulness
0: they had to <sighs> with the, just their deer and getting around, and know. Or, especially
1: when Sarah goes all ham, <laughs> yeah, or even how like one of their friends gets a little too over eager because she's just everyone stressed oh, yeah. out, and then she thinks she sees light, but it's just a reflection of water, yeah. and she ends up breaking our leg. Yeah. Like, oh, like, what do you do in that situation? God, like, uh, that oh.
0: scene makes me,
1: oh, just, like just clutch this, myself. I, I literally can hear the sound yeah. of her leg crunching over her weight. And then they have to, like, reset it, you know? Oh my god, I just, yes. like, crawl up inside myself. Her screams! <sighs> yeah, oh. she,
0: like, bites on. Oh. Yeah. man.
1: Such rough. an insane, insane movie.
0: Yeah, it's I highly recommend
1: that movie if yeah. you haven't seen it. It's, it's wild ride. Ugh, yes, definitely the give des- that wish. It, it's
0: the descent of
1: a friend group. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite, um, more recent notable, you know, female driven horror films um was The Witch. Oh god. Which was <laughs> no pun intended, but it was absolutely brilliant. It was wicked. <laughs> so wicked. No, that movie was pure brilliant. How that story unraveled, yeah. which was like this tumultuous relationship between, you know, the elder female daughter and the mother, yeah. which was just, I mean, every turning moment that the mother could blame the family's problems on her. She just did. And it was almost like their relationship and their dynamic pushed her into what um, they were fearing she would become. Yeah. Which I thought was like a horribly interesting twist to it. Like the very end scene where you see her walk into the field naked and kind of succumb to what everybody was fearing that she already was. Right. Right.
0: It's interesting, too, how in that film, especially for that time period, the dad wasn't, at least not for a big part of the film, he seemed a little more forgiving or not as quick to be like, oh, it's her. Yeah, definitely. You know, no, definitely. Which usually you would think that man would be like, witch,
1: yeah. witch, drag right. him to the stake, <laughs> like, right away. For <laughs> real, though. But, like, no, he was, like, kind of at some points, even telling the mother, like, yeah. hey, he's up on yeah. her," Like, like yeah. <sighs> but, uh, you know, from, I feel like the kind of driving point with that, the mom was already in a really unstable, yeah. just kind of upset right. position. When they were, um, no, oh. but even before that, when they were ousted from um, right. their kind of village. Yes. And then as soon as the younger child went missing, it was just like any little tiny problem went on the back of of this teenage girl it was a wild ride kind of just following this arc of her character and just seeing how for the first i feel like half of the movie she was just kind of begging for forgiveness and trying to you know prove to her family that like she wasn't this like horrible person that they were trying to like impose on her Mm -hmm. like you know she didn't purposely try to lose her little brother she didn't purposely like get her her other younger brother like lost in the woods Mm -hmm. who eventually became bewitched Mm -hmm. like she wasn't the cause of all of that and then um I think it was at the point where she was locked in the barn with the twins where the dynamic kind of changed where it was almost like she stopped, like, fighting that that whole, it's not me. Because yeah. she saw how far down the hole the family had, like, already, in a way, decided. De- yeah, decided that they were going to be in. Yeah. And at that point, she just, like, in very tiny ways was sticking up to her- for herself. Mm-hmm. Until the point where, like, that whole battle between her mom and her dad at the end of the film i mean it wasn't really a battle but the whole fight with them at the end of the film and then it was almost like she reclaimed who she was yeah and she stopped letting other people tell her who she was or what she was right and she just kind of did her own thing which was really really cool
0: yeah i felt relieved almost at that ending i was like
1: absolutely i was like girl yes like get your get your relief go join (laughs) these women almost that respect you and you know want to hear you and right almost too like she finally belonged to something because this family was so ready to just cast her out as like this outsider yeah so it was really cool to see
0: I kind of got the same effect from the ending of Midsomar. Oh, very absolutely. very different stories, but yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, Absolutely. They hold very, very similar oh, yeah. kind of um, underlying yeah. context.
0: And, you know, the women that swarm around Florence Pugh... Yes. ...and cry with her and, yes. like, go through the feel whole... Feel with her. Yeah, yeah feel yeah. with
1: her. Which, again, Midsomar. <gasps> <gasps> the power of <laughs> Yeah, Florence Pugh in that movie. Ugh. Yeah. So great. Along the so lines of, dare I say, Toni Collette.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very great. Oh, man. Her pain is <sighs> just so palpable. Just like in The Witch. Tom- Thomason? Oh, Thomason. Yeah,
1: Thomason. Yeah, Thomason. Uh,
0: Thomason, you know, finds her kind of belonging almost with the other witches. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Florence Pugh's character, you know, finds her belonging. belonging. with the cult. Yeah. All right, last but not least, Jennifer's Body. My name! Directed by Karen Kusama and written by Diablo Cody. Yeah. So, women in horror, director and writer, together we are one. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer's Body is a fantastic film. And if you haven't seen it, first of all, do so before listening to the rest of this. But, little brief synopsis. Um, it's about Jennifer is a newly possessed high school, high school cheerleader. She's a popular girl and she turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male victims. Mm -hmm. Um, and her best friend played by Amanda Seyfried, um, is basically trying to deal with this and try to kind of save her. Figure out, well, figure out what's going on and then save her.
1: So I think it's really interesting too because Megan Fox as this character, she's so badass. First off,
0: yeah,
1: I love her. It's probably my favorite role of Megan Fox. Yeah, um, but what
0: it's her favorite role too.
1: Really, I love that. Um, like that. That photo of Megan Fox, too, is just so iconic. Like, that little, like, meme photo that went around, like, forever of just Mm -hmm. her with the lighter on her tongue. Yeah. Just looking so badass.
0: Saying, I'm a god. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Literally. Just, like, I am a god and what. Yes,
0: you are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, that like, images like that are so powerful. Like, here's this woman that is in this movie portrayed as a fucking monster. And she's out here being like, yeah, I'm seductive, I'm hot, and what? You know? Like, that's so... I just... I love it. I love it. I think it's just the whole beginning of the film, of how Jennifer turns into the succubus... Yeah. ...is really interesting. And it comes from... Like, I honestly... I remember first seeing that movie that's not where I thought this was gonna go. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not expect within the first 15 minutes of the movie for it to be a ritual sacrifice. By, what's his name? Adam Brody? Adam Brody. Yeah, Yeah. like, that's (laughs) not, not, no, it was not what I was thinking. But
0: yeah, it was another film that kind of subverts your expectations because, yeah, initially you kind of just think it's I don't want to say metaphorical, but, like, of a sexual assault. You oh, know? yeah. They use her body yeah. and sacrifice yes. it and exploit her, you know, as this fan that's kind of crushing yeah. on them as a fan. Because Adam Brody and is a part of a band, and this band was playing in their town, and Jennifer had a crush on the singer, you know, was trying yeah. to flirt and, you know, talk to them after the show and everything. And so they take her into their van alone and... She's also in a trance Yes. after they play their song. Yeah, Needy just sees her in the van. Needy didn't want to have anything to do with it. Door closes and next thing you know, she's coming out on a desolate street, yeah. all bloody and everything. And it to me, yeah, it was definitely very, you know, captures that kind of horror of, yeah. a, of a sexual assault, a violent sexual assault. but. In actuality, literally in the script, they have sacrificed her to this demon just to get more fame and power, you know, fame and success. Um, And then, yeah, Jennifer turns into this succubus demon, possessed.
1: She's so great. I love it.
0: And it also kind of, that reminds me of just when this movie was released, it was taken... It was very poorly received oh yeah unfortunately you know people thought it was just like kind of a trashy b you know b horror movie that was trying too hard Uh and not succeeding and trying to i don't know and i also had read that megan fox during that time when this movie came out it was a very difficult time for her and she you know has been a victim of sexual assault and she just wasn't taken seriously, yeah, about it. And um, she had said that it was like a breaking point for her during that time. And uh, she had gone, you know, kind of laid low and hadn't done a lot after that. But it is really nice to see that she loves this film now, and everyone is appreciating it now. And it's like a cult classic. Yeah, you know, it comes out to be more than just. Yeah, just the surface level. It starts focusing more on a female relationship and best friends and growing up with your best girlfriend. Yeah. Needy's motivations were, were like, interesting because Jennifer had always been kind of selfish and yeah. acted above her or whatever. And she, you could kind of tell she felt a little used or whatever.
1: But it turns out to be the exact opposite yeah. because when Needy... Decide. She's had enough of Jennifer. Jennifer's the one that comes kind of like knocking at Needy's door again.
0: Yeah, there's a codependency. Yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely. Which isn't like that's not healthy either. Yeah. But um, (laughs) (laughs) not a healthy relationship style. Right. I think it just allows each character to grow internally, where Needy realizes that she needs to be her own self outside of Jennifer, and Jennifer realizes that she depended on Needy too much and she pushed her to a point where Needy wants nothing with her and maybe she should change how she, you know, interacts in her own personal relationships. So I think that's very, I don't know, like, it can almost be a reflection of how, you know, some women can treat their platonic relationships with their best friends. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's also a line that I like, that Needy says about the relationship and she says sandbox love never dies. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> Cute. And, yeah. You
0: know, I definitely have kind of yeah, that person in mind that you think of, you know, growing up mm-hmm. with and yeah. just yeah, the dynamic dynamic there and I will always care care for them, especially if we're not we're not as close. Yeah. And I think that translates well like in the movie when Jennifer starts kind of focusing on Needy's boyfriend, Chip, um, yep. And starts showing kind of an interest, and it coming off playful, but just that's Jennifer's character to kind of manipulate you and yeah tease you or whatever. But then Needy starts getting tired of it. You know, it comes to that point where Jennifer ends up killing
1: her boyfriend, and you yeah, know, there's showing side. the yeah, the unhealthy side of um, Jennifer's dependency yes. on Needy. Because anything that threatened her relationship, Jennifer was like, nope, we're done. Yeah. I need needy and I need her, like, in full.
0: Yeah.
1: Only I can have that sort of, you know, attention grab from her. And anything yeah. that's distracting it is, like, no go.
0: You know, that's interesting because when I initially saw it, I thought that kind of dynamic was, was just a Jennifer upset that she didn't have a meaningful relationship like needy had yeah. with chip but it is more focused on needy's relationship with jennifer and being possessive yeah. over that
1: yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no it's really interesting and i think that you know this movie it's been out for so long that when we saw, maybe when you saw it at a younger age it kind of hit different yeah than as an adult and I think it also is representative of how often you can rewatch Jennifer's body, yeah, and the rewatchability. I, I think just to add to
0: what we were saying about like sandbox, sandbox love never dies, and all you know, the transformation of their relationship through this film. You at the end, at the very end, Amanda Seyfried's character, is shows is following the band and gonna kill them yeah (laughs) you know she did care about her deeply and i don't know it's just i like how complex they showed these relationships Mm -hmm. girlfriend relationships especially ones that long are very complex and there's so much to it so many layers especially as they grow up and
1: what i think is really interesting about not only jennifer's body but ginger snaps is how female sexuality specifically puberty is almost politicized as this dangerous monstrous force Mm, and that puberty is something to be feared and that especially female puberty is to be something feared so for instance in jennifer's body when she has already been you know sacrificed by this band all of a sudden you know she's more confident she's being more sexual she's being more in your face which is a result of you know kind of puberty and hormones and whatnot glowing she's literally (laughs) glowing and then you know she's a a literal fucking succubus yeah like it, it both of these movies show that women cannot be sexual and cannot be you know can be deemed as anything but monstrous And I feel like that's a direct correlation to society and how we view women.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a great way just for audience palatability, you know? Yeah. It's it's still fun and scary. It's a horror film still.
1: Absolutely. But But you're still getting your context. Yeah. Yeah. The context of it is... In a
0: creative way. to That keeps people interested. Because, you know, some people aren't as on board with just getting the straight, like... Information. Yeah.
1: Bashed into their head, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. I think it's just contextual, and it really talks about important topics and things that we should not be demonizing yes. women for. Yeah.
0: Women in horror, fuck yeah, dude. Women in horror. We're you know what? We're too phil.
1: We're, we're yes, too women in horror. We're women in horror, dude. We love women. it. It's this just... we gotta represent. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate myself. <laughs>
0: The hands Christine was throwing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. at her.
0: laughs> oh, We're w- two women in horror. Yeah, you know I want to spotlight you, Christine. Christine's awesome. <laughs> 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 no, but you're you're just a uh, such a a force and a personality, oh. and have just made me personally just really embellish in the horror community and just realize you know how much I love it and how much it actually means to me and I am so excited for this journey with you and you're a kick-ass makeup artist and just have so many qualities to you you know Christine you know she knows some some makeup and horror effects so you know potentially we might give you guys a little peek into that um but yeah no I love you and you're an amazing woman in horror
1: uh I really did not know that she was gonna do that. I'm and not I feel do it. <laughs> so happy that I take
0: it back. So <laughs> uh,
1: no, I appreciate you for I appreciate you for saying that. That really means a lot to me. And I am very, very thankful to have you in a part of my life as well. And I love that we're able to share all these fun little moments like seeing X and yeah. talking about women in horror. And just all of it, it's yeah. Great. And the and excitement for yes. just the horror industry yes. to come, do all the new stuff. I'm so excited to be able to show you the convention side of things, and this has yes, been I'm a, so excited. a fun journey already. And I can only imagine what the future has in store for us. Yeah. So fuck yeah to women. Fuck, fuck yeah to women. friendship.
0: Games of Death. We're doing it. <laughs> so yeah go watch a go watch a horror film yeah. by a woman or just centered around a
1: woman no just, just just i don't
0: know go out check there, out those
1: films watch a movie Appreciate. women. female driven <laughs> or that's directed by a woman or just you know what go kiss your girlfriend yeah. or go kiss your mom just appreciate on, on some cheek. women. I mean, <laughs> please don't no, be a to no, you your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go appreciate a woman in your life. Enjoy some horror. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. I'll, I'll be, be right back. back.